<sighs> okay. I have been avoiding this podcast for a very long time. <laughs> Just going to be honest. And I wanted to avoid it because I have to talk and share about vulnerable things that happen in my life. And as I delay the podcast more and more things happen and it makes you the urge stronger to delay it. So let's just break the fucking cycle and just explain everything that happened in 2021. And by everything, obviously I'm going to summarize a fuck ton of it. Cause it seemed like every single day was something new and crazy happened, but I'm just going to give you the main themes of what happened. Okay. Um, so first off, since my last season's episode, let me just talk about what's changed. Um, I've traveled to three different countries. I've swam in five different seas. I got verified on Instagram. I got jacked as fuck. I bought a motorcycle. I made the most money I've ever made in my life. And I've went on a lot of crazy, crazy adventures. And I've learned a ton, obviously, and I have got a lot to share. But before we get into any of that, let's just recap where we left off, okay? So my last season's mini-series episode was in uh based off healing and what that was is i think i released that in like february i should say maybe maybe march at the latest but um i was getting out of a breakup right i had a really rough breakup that happened january of that year beginning 2021 and i had to go into a season of healing so i just cut everything out i cut out Drugs of any kind, like when I say drugs of any kind, I don't mean like, oh, like hardcore drugs. I mean, literally caffeine at that level. Um, no, no caffeine, no weed, no alcohol, uh, no dopamine. So no watching TV, no movies, no, um, no meeting girls, no sex, literally nothing but working out, reading multiple books a month and meditating and just being journaling and focusing on myself. And obviously, I went through a whole episode on that, so I'm not going to divulge on everything that happened there, right? But I published that episode, and I said, uh, hey, you know, I'm leaving this season's of healing. I'm going to a new season. I think I'll, I called it something fucking lame, like work or whatever. Uh, got a way, way fucking cooler name now, by the way, which represents all the savagery that actually happened, But uh, which we'll get into. But, um, but yeah, so I published that, and then basically, as soon as I published that episode, I was kind of like what now? What should I do now? And being a guy and not having seen a girl's face for fucking a while, I thought, well, maybe the first thing I should do is start going out on some dates, right? And the the funny thing is, is I was in a state of mind, basically, that I wanted to be the most masculine I've ever felt as a man. Because I felt kind of weak, to be honest with you, coming out of that breakup and um, going through that season healing. I felt kind of weak as a man, kind of fragile, kind of frail. And I kind of felt like not good enough, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to feel the most masculine I ever had as a man. Um, I wanted to just dive into pure masculinity. And let me tell you, it was fucking awesome, but it also came with some downsides, right? So the first thing I do is I, I was like, all right, it's time to see a girl's face. I download Tinder and I download Bumble and I download Hinge. I download all the fucking apps. Um, even going on Facebook dating, like I went all out there and I got like nothing at first, by the way. Uh, I know if you see my Instagram, you see me like back then, if you were following me, like she saw me post multiple girls every single week. At first it was nothing. I was getting fucking 
<laughs> bash it none and if i got a match and like i'm not trying to be rude but if i it was there's no one i would ever want to be with let's just be frank um so if for those who don't know i have like a software engineering background i'm super nerdy at heart um so i was like let me just fucking find the algorithm to this okay let me crack it and i don't mean the algorithm of the app itself which there is one but i mean the algorithm of female human behavior and psychology on a dating app and boy, let me tell you, did I fucking crack it? Uh, and obviously, I'm not going to tell, explain what all that is. If you're my man's way program, you have that algorithm. I gave it to you and go have fun, soldier. But um, well, that's, that's a conversation for another day. So I crack it and I start going on a lot of dates. And basically what I wanted to do is I kind of want to live in this Bruce Wayne uh, playboy-esque, like charismatic, extravagant lifestyle, basically. Because I had a condo right downtown in Miami. It was right on the fucking water. I mean, you can see it on my Instagram if you scroll. And it was beautiful. And uh, I just, I wanted to like l- live that experience. So I started cracking the other and I started getting lots of dates. And I kind of went from like not seeing girls for like months because I was in like no dopamine mode where I cut everything out to now I was getting multiple matches multiple times a day with beautiful women and and if you've like haven't been to miami it's fucking competitive let me just say that there is literally rappers there are um athletes there are like fucking tatted out model entrepreneur guys with fucking ferraris and lambos it's difficult it's a difficult market to fucking crack but i was like let me get my market share i want my half you know (laughs) so I go from like not having a woman to like having multiple dates a week of really beautiful women that I cracked the code on. And I'm like going out and I'm taking these girls to like fine dining restaurants and I'm going out to these crazy clubs and renting out VIP booths and just, I want to just live this fucking rock star lifestyle. And at night when I'm not doing that, I am working during the day, closing deals. I'm closing the biggest deal tickets in my life, making the most money I've ever made in my life. When I'm not doing that, I'm in the gym. I'm fucking working out. I'm getting yoked. I mean, if you've seen my Instagram, you saw my transformation physically, which was just insane. Um, Point being, I just want to live like a fucking alpha through life and just dominate. So I'm going through all of this and I'm living through these, these uh, like modes of like working during the day, crushing that, then hitting the gym, then showering up, going whatever date I had that night. By the way, um, like this is kind of, uh, like a, um, like a funny thing I've, I've learned with, with women and I might get canceled for can- saying this, but the more women know that you are going on dates with other high level hot women, the more attracted to you they become. So if you saw my Instagram back then, you were following me and you saw me post like multiple girls a week, different girls. I wasn't posting that to like flex on guys or whatever uh, I was posting that because I knew the new matches I got with the new um, people I, I matched with on Tinder or whatever would see that and then she would get jealous because she would see I was with some other girl and she would be like alright who is this guy I, I gotta meet him what is what is this guy about and, I, and it really fucking works and I remember all my friends were telling me like dude like because I, I started seeing girls, some girls a little more seriously where I was with them like for a couple weeks or whatever. And I, I'm not saying that. I think that's what serious is. I was in a three-year fucking relationship. I know what serious is. But um, I was seeing these girls more than one night, put it, put it that way, some of these girls. And um, 
uh, my friends were like, are you sure you want to be doing that? Because, you know, these new girls are going to see, or um, this, this girl you've been seeing for like four weeks, or whatever is going to see that you're with these new girls every week. And it never fucking mattered. Like it never hurt me. And they sometimes would respond to the story and they would, they would say like, Oh, who, who's this bitch or whatever like that. And I would like make some joke and they would be like, okay, well, I guess we'll have to show you better this weekend. Mind blown. <laughs> I was like, what? This goes against everything I ever believed. Maybe it was just Miami woman, but, but I don't know, man, it, it was, it worked for me. So girls would get more and more competitive with me. And I kind of just, um, like created this bubble lifestyle for myself. It was really weird, but like all bubbles, they must pop. Right. Which we'll get into. Um, so yeah, so I'm doing that. And by the way, my, my dating like habits got so bad. There was a, I, and I, I postponed it for a while. Maybe I postponed it cause I knew subconsciously that, um, I, <laughs> I was spending too much. So I didn't want to see my statements, but I go to check my financial statements and I see that I'm spending like eight grand a month, man, on fucking taking girls out to dinner. Like not good at all. And <laughs> I don't think it's funny. I mean, looking back, it's kind of funny, but like, it, it's definitely not like there's better ways I'm going to spend. It's kind of unhealthy. But, um, Again, I got out of this healing mode. I kind of felt fragile as a man, and I just wanted to feel fucking masculine. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to take girls out to hot dinners and fucking ride motorcycles and do this. And by the way, I bought a motorcycle. I don't know if I said this in the healing episode or not. But yeah, I bought a Ducati. I think it was like right. It must have like been like literally the week before I posted the healing episode, so I might have mentioned it there. I don't know or not. But yeah, I bought a fucking Ducati. I learned how to ride the motorcycle. Uh, Twenty minutes. In for for twenty minutes in the parking lot before I took on the highway, it was <laughs> not smart at all. But so I bought that and I was riding out this black Ducati throughout Miami, uh, working out, and I just like wanted to live as as um, an alpha, right? And I, I know I'm going on a rant here, by the way, for like a couple minutes on like oh going on these dates, we get it. But like I'm really trying to like emphasize, and I don't know how without giving you like detailed stories, like how crazy it kind of was. Because for me, I've never been that person. I've always been. I'll date one girl and be with her and just her and don't, don't see with another girl, especially if you're like dating, like even, even when you're dating in the, the beginning stages, like just focus on one girl at a time. Right. So for me, this was like kind of crazy to do is like see all these women and like really high level women that were like models and everything. And some of them own successful businesses, like very high value women. And it, it made me, um, it was like very much of a culture shock, I guess is what I'm trying to put out, which is why I'm going on a rant. Um, so yeah, so I was doing that, but then there was also a side to it that was kind of dark because I realized that I was just getting more and more and more and more and, and not with women particularly, but that too, but like in financial abundance life um, and anything I wanted really, I was getting and I was starting to get into this kind of, uh, I'm trying to find the word for it cocky arrogant place where i was like there's nothing i can't have so there was a dark side and that's why i kind of like throw out the batman reference every once in a while like i was living my bruce wayne extravagant lifestyle but at night i was i was my batman i would like get on my motorcycle for example get on the highway and i would just ride like whatever the fuck it was like 150 160 miles an hour weaving in between cars where everything was a blur like there was just a straight blur which was so dangerous i don't recommend anyone listening do this because not only if you don't care about your life you're fucking endangering other people's lives which is not fucking cool um so i'm not proud of it i'm not romanticizing it but what i'm saying is like i would i would do this at night like 
I would go out and live this crazy lifestyle. People would be seeing on my Instagram and that night I would get on my motorcycle and ride like 160 miles an hour off the track for like, until I ran out of gas essentially. And then I would refill up gas and ride all the way home, do the exact same fucking thing. Um, and I was almost like toying with death because reality started to really feel like a simulation. I started to feel like it was such a weird position going from like heartbreak to now like anything I want I can have. And it seems kind of easy to be honest, like it's coming to me easier and easier and easier. Um, and so I was kind of like trying to prove to myself, like not even death itself can stop me, which is a really dark place to be in. And I don't recommend that at all for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, so I was doing that. Oh, by the way, um, one thing I just wanted to say is the top of my head. Cause like I was, while I was going through this podcast or about to do this podcast, I was like shifting through like all these days and like trying to remember everything. Uh, there's one takeaway I wanted to give besides the the social proof with other women that I already told you, and it's holding frame with women. I'm going a little side tangent here, and I'm going to get back to the story, but it's holding frame with a woman, and when you held a frame with a woman, um, it's like one of those powerful lessons I learned uh, during my dating scene, and what I mean by this is, for example, like when you're on a sales call, if you're in sales and you understand uh, whoever has the strongest frame wins, right? So if it's the closer has the strongest frame, they get the close. If the prospects has a stronger frame, they get away with their objections. Uh, well, it's the same thing with women and men, especially um, when Miami, who have like a pretty strong frame because they're pretty hot. They got a lot of options and they kind of can have anything they want. And there was this one night I had this girl over and we didn't have sex or fuck or anything like that. And I think she was on her period. Um, and... And I was just like kind of like tired. I was like, all right, whatever. I think like this girl should go home. So I was kind of like hinting at like I'm going to bed or whatever. And then out of nowhere, she says, all right, well, buy me my, buy me my Uber now. I'm ready. Just like that. Like, no, please. No, nothing. And it kind of struck a chord in me. I'm not going to lie. It, it definitely struck a fucking chord in me. And I, first off, I should say, I love fucking spending money on women. I really enjoy it. I love throwing money at women. But... I want them to not expect it. If they are not expecting me to give them money, I want to give them money. I just want to throw money at them. Not like in a, like a stripper standpoint or anything like that, but like I want to like give them experiences, that kind of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, when they expect it, that's when it fucking, it's just instant turn off for me. And so I sat there for a second. I almost like started pulling up my phone, like calling this girl her Uber. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, as I'm pulling up my phone, I see all these messages from all these other girls that are like asking to go out. And I'm like, I could just go on another date tonight if I wanted to. And I was like, you know what? I got nothing to fucking lose here. Like this girl is probably one of the hottest girls I went on. And she had like a business. She was like well taken care of. She, she, she was like definitely had a high value. So I, I guess I, in my head, I didn't want to lose it, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, and I said, no. And then she said, excuse me. I said, no, order your own fucking Uber. And as, as a matter of fact, Get the fuck out of my apartment. And uh, we stare at each other really, like, intensely. Uh, and out of nowhere, she completely 180s. And her frame crumbles because my frame was just so strong. And she and she turns around. She went from, like, this. And if you've ever dated girls in Miami, you know what they're like when they have, like, this, like, Miami. Like, I'm the shit. I can get anyone I want attitude. Like, do anything for me. Like, be my fucking, be under the person under my, my um. What's the word I'm looking for? Whatever the fancy shoes woman wear. Why am I? Heel. Jesus Christ. Um, and she goes from that to like, oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like grabbing onto me. And she's like, apologize. I'm not like that type of girl. Like, I really, I really apologize. It came out the wrong way. 
And at that point, I was like pissed. I was like, whatever. I was like, just get out of my apartment. And she like was like begging. She was like, don't let me out. Don't let me out. Like, let's end the night on at least on good terms. So like, whatever, whatever. Like, let's am it, end it amicably. And so I just like, I sent her down. I was like, go downstairs. Wait, wait. There's, there's a nice couch by the fireplace in the reception area. I'll have the person, the receptionist bring you a drink and just wait there for your Uber. But I don't want you in this fucking apartment anymore. So I get, I get her out, make sure she got home safely and call it a night. And, um, literally that weekend I go to a UFC fight in Jacksonville and she, she, uh, I'm coming back. And for those of you who don't know for geography, but Jacksonville's like a four hour, I think drive away from Miami up North. And, um, I'm coming back from that night and she, I get a text from her and she goes from like, by the way, when I was like with this girl at first, like she was always playing like really hard to get, like I was always having to like struggle to get her like locked down a date with her. She was like always like very just out of reach. Right. But ever since that night, when I did that, she texted me and she said, Hey, Hey honey or whatever. I know you're coming home from like a long, um, day of driving. I want you to go home. I want you to shower up. I want you to meet me at this location. I'm going to take care of you. So it's like, fuck it. Why not? Let's go see what she, what she has. So I showered up and I go and she fine dines me, bro. Like (laughs) I've never had a girl wine and dine me like this, like paid for it all. Uh, like really expensive restaurant in Miami, by the way. Um, like paid for it all, took care of it. Went, we went home. Like she took care of me, like both physically as well. Like she, she was like all over me that night. And it might take away from that was just hold your fucking frame with woman. Cause even if you think she's like super bitchy or she's so hot, she's out of her reach. If you just have a strong frame, she'll fall under it, man. And I know when I went on a rant there. So going back to the, the main story. So I'm living in this new season that I call Titan season, basically. And um, for those of you that haven't watched Attack on Titans, um, there it, it's this anime that I love. But basically, these, these certain people can turn to Titans. And what that is is like this fucking monster. They got like a 12-pack. They're roid out. They're unstoppable. They just fucking do anything they want. They're They're just... They can, they're savages. And looking back, like that's kind of the season I put myself in was Titan season where I was just going through Miami on an escapade, whatever I fucking want, it is mine. I'm going to, I'm going to get it. And I was getting it. Like I was getting more and more of everything I wanted. But if you've seen that show, Attack on Titans, you know that it gets to a point where you can't be in Titan mode anymore. And what you have to do is you have to um, go back to human form and you got to recover and you can't turn to a Titan instantly again. You have to like spend a duration as a human before you can recover. And it was very much the the same thing here is what happened to me. And so I, I kind of just got burnt out because the Miami life was getting faster and faster and faster. And I was at strip clubs, uh, high dining restaurants, riding motorcycles, working out with these women, whatever event was happening that weekend, it was always fucking something. And it was just getting nauseating to be honest with you. It was just so fucking high paced. And I was like, now it's time to like leave the season. And I want to go into a new season of serenity. So at this point, it is September of that year of 2021. My lease ends in Miami. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well just fucking go down to Columbia and get a mansion in the, in the hills. And that's what I do. I go down to Columbia. I get a mansion in the hills. And I'm in the nature, like this fucking hilltop with birds and jungle around me. And if you haven't seen it, go to my Instagram and type in, we're not typing what I'm saying. It's not fucking Google. Uh, just scroll down. You'll see it's like a couple posts down. It says a new home. That was the mansion I was in. Most beautiful fucking mansion I've ever been in my life. 
it was I'm still I'm still shocked I was able to live there. And so so I go from like literally the previous week, re, uh, weekend, I was at some strip club with like these two dates I brought. I had like one stripper massaging my, my shoulders. Um, another, like, at the, obviously, I was like right in front of the stage. Money was falling from the sky. I had the two dates I went on, girl, uh, took out with me and were like on either of my side. So I went from like literally that to being at this fucking balcony in this mansion in the middle of fucking nowhere, just listening to fucking birds and not a person in sight or sound. And it was a weird juxtaposition. And there was a lot of birds. And I don't mean like, like Oh, a fucking Robin flew on my fence and sang me a song. I mean, a symphony of birds. Like if you ever went in on YouTube and typed in uh, white noise, like to help fall asleep, it was like that. Cause it's in South America and there are thousands of birds going and they're going like 24 7 all day and all night just going fucking crazy um it blew my mind and i'm out there just listening to these birds chirp recovering from like titan season and i'm just kind of diving into myself and really figuring out um you know like am i still am i healed yet what what, what was that whole titan season about like because that wasn't really me at the time um like, what was all that about? Let me just recover. It was a lot. I just kind of needed to de-stress and take it all in. So while I'm doing that and I'm like, get up in the morning, I meditate like a private chef would make me food. It was awesome. Um, I just ha- didn't have to worry about really anything out there. Um, and I'm recovering. And then uh, I'm, I get a call from my cousin while I'm out in serenity season. And he calls me and he says, hey, we're going to Kauai, which is an island in Hawaii. Um, for Christmas, do you want to come? And at this point, it's like December. Like I'm a couple months already out in Colombia. I've been relaxing, been recovering. And I, I, I go out there. I'm like, fuck it. That seems like a great way to end the year with my family. Um, so we go out. Now it's December. And I'm like three months into the serenity season where I, I haven't seen a fucking girl. Like I'm, I, well, I saw like, like I saw like one or two, I'm not gonna lie, but it wasn't like, it wasn't anything like Miami. It was very, very calm. Like I went on literally probably two dates, three dates max. In a, in a couple months. Um, so I was really recovering. I was just, I was going through that and I was like, fuck it. Let me just go out to, uh, to Hawaii. I'd never been to Hawaii. And real quick, let me just say Hawaii is fucking gorgeous. Um, by the way, it is fucking beautiful. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen pictures and videos online, but I never really had the urge to go to Hawaii until I arrived in Hawaii. And then I realized how fucking gorgeous it is. And just nothing, um, compares, right? And so like I'm out there for a couple of days and if um, like you want to see like the craziness of how beautiful it was out there, if you go to my Instagram and you just go to the one that says Hawaii, if you watch that reel, it was like that times 20, man, in real life. It was beautiful. I've never been on such a remote island. And if you've never um, heard of Kauai, it's, it's basically uh, where Jurassic Park was filmed. So it's super lush, super remote. There's basically, there's like basically the lowest amount of habits of any of the islands in Hawaii, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's beautiful. And uh, I'm like still, I'm out there now in serenity season and I go out there for a mission and a purpose. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But um, while I'm out there, some problems start arising. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean problems like uh, external problems. Like there actually were external problems. Like while I was out there, uh, Columbia passed a law that you can't return back unless you're vaccinated. So I didn't have a home. Now I was like homeless because I couldn't return back to that house I was in Columbia. So I didn't know where to fucking go. So I had like external problems like that. There was also like inward problems um, of still honestly 
kind of recovering from the breakup, man. And I, I know that sounds like, oh my God, man, it's been a year at this point, like get over it. But this person really meant a lot to me and it kind of still hurt me a little bit. And I was kind of like really dealing with that internally. And all that ex-bate I went on the Miami was kind of a distraction, like funny enough. Um, that's really what it was. So I'm like going through these problems and um, I'm living in Hawaii and I, it kind of comes to me like problems never really go away because I started re- looking back and reflecting on my life uh, and all like there's always been problems really. I just realized that and the, the problems never really go away. It's just you can choose how you deal with them. And that was really powerful and important for me to learn is um, you don't have to like, don't create a problem for your life because it doesn't fucking exist. Just create a life that dealing with your problems is fucking awesome. Like I could deal with my problems by living this fucking extravagant, amazing lifestyle in Miami or being Zen in this mansion in Columbia or being on a beach on fucking Hawaii. Like that's how I can deal with my problems and that's how I'm going to deal with them. And I think it's that now it's coming to me. It's kind of that, um, Wolf of Wall Street scene, right? Where uh, Jordan Belfort is going to rant. And he's like, at least I deal with my problems being in a, I forget the exact quote, but basically being in a fucking fancy car with a hot, hot ass bitch. <laughs> like that's, that's a bit too like materialistic for what I'm trying to say. But, um, but like, seriously, you can really deal with your problems however you want. And I think that's really powerful is don't try to create a problem for your life. Try to create a life that handling problems is easy. So um, just a little side note there. Uh, so I'm out in Hawaii and I should say the reason I'm out in Hawaii at this point is obviously to see my cousins and everything, but it's getting towards the end of the year. It's almost December and I feel like I didn't really have, um, any meaning to anything. And what, what I mean that by that is like, I feel like all the stuff happens to me at the beginning of the year in January, like really negative stuff, the way like the breakup happened basically is I'm just going to be honest, right? Fuck it. I, I feel like I always skirt around every time I talk about it. I got cheated on like multiple times. Um, and it was by a girl that told me she would never, ever, ever cheat on me. And I told her that when I got in a relationship with her, that I was cheated on in my previous relationship. And she literally told me, she's like, I would never do that to you. And what do you know? She cheated on me even worse. Um, so that's what happened to be frank with you. Cause I'm always skirting around the fact that um like oh the breakup ended really bad but I never really see what happens i just got cheated on lied to my face multiple times and then i i kind of just saw it with my own eyes um so yeah so that happened and i felt like i wanted to like know why why did life decide to do that to me and also i had some other stuff i i got diagnosed with um something that, and this I won't share today, but I got diagnosed with something that I'm probably going to live with for the rest of my fucking life. Like always have to have health problems from it. Um, and that, that was really hard for me to bear as well. Um, so I was dealing with that, dealing with the breakup and I, I just feel like all this negative stuff happens to me and I didn't have a reason for it. Like what was the reason? What was the meaning? What was the lesson? I was supposed to learn from that. And I think that's like a really human nature thing, right? Is to always um, want a lesson out of everything. And and as we're coming to the end of the year, it's going to the new year, I think it, it kind of enforced that even more. So I'm out in Hawaii for a very specific reason. I want to find the meaning behind all of this. Why did all of this happen to me? 
Um, so we're out there and we go to Kauai, which is like, again, like that really beautiful tropical island. Um, and I'm just going to be really frank with you. I was on a lot of shrooms. <laughs> I was taking a lot of shrooms. Obviously one, cause it's fucking beautiful there. And why not just make it more beautiful with psychedelics? But cause why I'm not going to take psychedelics, my fucking apartment, like fuck that. Um, but two, I wanted, I wanted an agent, should I say like a tool to help me dive into, um, like myself and really find the answer. I feel like, Oh, I just want to like, I feel like one of those like Instagram like girls, like, oh, I just want to like find myself. But, but really I wanted to find myself and, um, I wanted to find the reason behind this. I feel like psychedelics would help. And something I realized by the way, while I was on those psychedelics, little side tangent and lesson here, and this isn't the, like the story I'm about to tell you, which is the, the main reason I'm, I went to why, but, um, it is a uh, just a little side tangent, and this isn't from like my. This I'm not asking acting like this came from me. I, it comes from really inspired from Alan Watts and Elkhart Tolle and a couple other people I've read. Uh, but basically, there are three experiences of you. Okay, so in the outermost experience, in the outermost level, you have your life experience. And that is like all your materialistic things. So for example, like for me, it was like my Ducati, all the woman in my life, my, my, my um, condo in Miami. Um, it was that stuff, right? And then if you go a bit inward, on the second most innermost level, innermost level, excuse me, you have your ego or your personality. And that's how you interact with the the um, the outermost layer, which is the experience of being you, the... the the materialistic world, the physical world, right? And uh, what a lot of people do is when they have like something bad happens and like a bad breakup or um, like they lose their job or a friend betrays them, whatever the fuck happens is they decide, okay, you know, I, I realize like these external possessions, they don't make me happy. What I need to do is like work on myself. So they like work out, they read a fuck ton of books, they like work on their business and that's good. All that stuff is positive. Don't get me wrong, but it's still not really going to the root problem of being you. And because what that is, it's the second most layer, which is your personality, your ego. All that is like working on yourself. But on the the innermost level, the innermost level, see so the outermost, which is the their materialistic world, right, of all your items. And then you have the second most innermost, which is the the personality, your ego, and then inside of that. You have you. And some people call this like the soul. Um, and in Buddhism, it's called being is, is what they call it. But um, it is like who you are as a core. And uh, that is is really like who you will ever be. And the thing is, is that when you have like problems in life and problems uh, arise, is it's never really you. It's It's something that's happening either to your ego and your personality or on the outside outside most layer of that it is your um like materialistic world right that's where the problems are happening but the problems never really happen at your core and if you detach from all that stuff and it kind of sounds a bit like psychopathic right like detach from uh reality but there is some truth in that and if you detach from all that and just like really focus on the present moment. That's how you find yourself in that, the innermost core is being present. That's why meditation is obviously so hugely important. But if you're in that presence, 
you never really feel um, any type of negative emotion, right? Because I, I believe I talked about this on the healing podcast a long time ago, but anger, depression, um, all this stuff, uh, depression, what is what I'm looking for? Um, guilt, resentment, whatever negative feeling. It's usually has to do with something in the past. So like a breakup or someone did you wrong or you lost your job or you did something to someone else. And uh, that all lives in the past. So if you feel those emotions, it's because you're living in the past. And it's something that had to do in the past, whether it was in the, the outermost layer being you or the second innermost layer. But it was never you at a core. And then if you are nervous, feel scared, uh, you're anxious or you have anxiety, you're worried about something that's happening in the future. And because of that, again, you're not living in the present and you're living in like a fabricated myth. Uh, so what I'm trying to get at is to really just be fucking happy. You need to not have this external layer going on. Think that's what your happiness is. You don't need to have this second most innermost layer, which is a personality ego. And think that's what happiness is. Happiness is just where you are right now. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're sitting, whatever you're doing, right who you are right fucking now is happiness. And I, I want to challenge you, and I know I'm going on a rant here, but this is so important. Um, for a second, just stop and ask yourself, I wonder what my next thought will be. Ch- chances are, for a split second right there, as you ask that, your head just went fucking silent, right? No inner voice in the back of your head, monologue, mo- um, monologuing everything or dissecting everything that I'm saying to you, interpreting it. It was just fucking stillness. And that is right there where happiness is because you'll never be 100% truly happy unless you're in the present moment. If you are like happy about something in the past, happened in the past, it's really just more like nostalgic. And if you are happy about something that might happen in the future, that's excitement. But those aren't happiness. Pure bliss, pure happiness happens about something that's currently happening at that exact moment. Uh, so we're going to put a bolt on that and tie back into the second, cause this really comes in play and gets really important with, um, what I learned being on fucking shrooms in Hawaii. So getting back to Hawaii and I'll get into why that, all that was important in a second, but getting back into Hawaii, um, b- being real with you, I was like on shrooms every single day, just trying to find this meaning. Right. And it is like now day seven and it's actually Christmas Eve. Uh, and we're in a, remote beach in Kauai in the middle of fucking nowhere on this island in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, it's it's getting dark. We have the, the campfire going and I take a handful of more psychedelics. And at this point, everything just, that whole trip was like a dream, like one fluid dream. Um, and it peaks this night. So I take a handful and we're sitting on the campfire and it's pitch dark and I feel it coming on really strong. And I just get this urge. If you ever done cyclotics, you know, like sometimes you just want to go on an adventure. Uh, so I was like, let's just go on a fucking adventure. Why not? So I, I, I don't even say anything to my cousins at the campfire. I just get up and leave. And there they were, uh, I guess they just trusted me. I'd come back. Um, so I leave and I go off and the campfire light is getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it is just fucking gone. Like there's nothing there. And by the way, I should, I should emphasize, uh, it was overcast that night. So there wasn't any star. There wasn't any moon. It was just darkness because there was dark clouds above. And so you couldn't see anything like five feet in front of you. Not even that it felt like everything was just pure darkness and being on psychedelics. It was a lot trippier as well. So my only navigation was let me walk in the shoreline 
And I mean like right in the shoreline. So the water is about ankle deep. And I know if it gets knee deep, well, that means I'm getting like too far into the ocean on the left side, right? Which is obviously dangerous. But then if I don't feel the water at all, it is, it is, uh, it's cause I'm stepping out of the ocean. I'm going off the sand into the fucking jungle. And I don't need to emphasize enough how dangerous it is to be in the jungle at night on shrooms. Right. So, um, so I'm, I'm just like riding this fine line of keeping the water at my ankles. That was my method. And that's how I'm going to stay secure from everything, uh, and just not get lost. So I'm doing this for a while and it is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I'm out there and I'm like starting to question. I'm looking back into the past, trying to find a, uh, like a meaning behind everything. Why did everything happen? So I'm like going and reliving the breakup and reliving getting cheated on, reliving all this different stuff that happened to me, uh, my diagnosis, all of it. And I'm trying to find the reason. And at some point I just stop and I face the ocean. Well, at least I fucking think I was facing the ocean. Uh, good thing I was. And I, I start walking a little further into it. So now I'm, I'm about waist deep, pitch black, by the way. I can't stress this enough. Pitch black, waist deep in this ocean on this volcanic rock in the middle of nowhere, high as fuck on shrooms. And the water is super warm. It's like a jacuzzi. It's, it feels amazing out there. So I wasn't cold or anything like that. And I'm sitting there. <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm sitting there and I'm questioning, okay. What is the meaning behind this? Why did all this happen? What is the lesson to be learned? And I'm like asking it over and over and over and over and over again. And as I'm asking, like trying to come to this meeting, out of nowhere, the the sky parts. And what I mean by this is the clouds literally separate like curtains and reveal the heavens. And when I say the heavens, if you've ever been on a remote place where there's no light pollution, and looked up at the sky, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So many stars, it's like if you ever played the video game Skyrim, look in the sky, it's like that, just minus the planets and everything in the sky. It is fucking, it's crazy. There's there's more stars than darkness in the sky. That's how many stars there are. It is insane. And as you can imagine, being on psychedelics, it was even crazier, right? So I'm looking at this massive night sky out of nowhere that just happened out of nowhere while I'm sitting in this water. And I'm asking, okay, what is the meaning? What is the meaning? And it's coming up. It's like, it's boiling up more and more and more. And I feel it rising as I see the clouds parting over the sky and revealing the heavens shining down on me. And I get to the, I get to the point. And I'm like, oh, there it is. I got it. I got it. And then I kind of just realize that sometimes in life, there is no meaning. And that's okay. Just because something happened to you doesn't mean there was some karmic thing that happened for that reason or the world is out to get you or there's some crazy lesson to be learned. Sometimes life just happens and that's okay. And you just choose how you deal with it and you move on and pick up your stuff and you get up and you just keep moving. And that's what I kind of realized is that there is that me trying to find something that happened, the outermost layer of being me that affected the second innermost layer, which is my personality ego still doesn't really change who I am as a core. I'm still the same soul. I'm still the same person. And 
by me trying to go back and find this reason, like meaning behind everything, I'm now living in the past, right? And I'm not living in the future. And the, the biggest thing for me was acceptance. Sometimes in life, you just need to accept things happened and move on. Because a lot of people just never do because they're always looking for that reason or always looking for that meaning on why something happens to them. And if there is a meaning, one day it will come to you, but don't live in the future and expect it. Just live in the present. And if it does come to you, it comes to you one day. And as I thought that, and I started to feel really emotional, uh, a meteor shower falls from the sky. And I see, it looks like in my mind, it's probably dozens, but being out of the state of mind I was in, it felt like hundreds of meteors falling from the heavens into the ocean. And it was almost like the universe like was like, exactly, that was it. Now you, now you, you get it. Now you understand. And I just felt pure acceptance for everything that happened in that moment. And I feel like I never did accept it because I was always like distracting myself with like a playboy lifestyle in Miami, or I was trying to like be Zen Dao in Colombia and kind of distract myself with that, to be honest with you in, in some weird way. But I was never just accepting and moved on. And till that moment, when I'm sitting in that ocean, watching the meteor fall from the sky, I accepted. And I just understood life just happens sometimes. Yeah, it was really emotional for me. And I cried a lot. And I just sat there and took it all in. And just thank God I was alive. And I can live another day. And... That I can keep experiencing. And I can ex- keep experiencing more lows. But I also can keep experiencing more highs. Uh, and that was really powerful for me. And that was the moment I just. I stopped taking shrooms. And stopped doing that. And I, I felt like I got what I was looking for. And the funny, the funny thing is, is. The juxtaposition is. Uh, the meaning is. Is that there sometimes is no meaning. Right. Which is a kind of funny way of putting it. But I really just think sometimes people just need to move on with their life. And just let it just fuck it sometimes it happens you know keep getting up keep fucking going that's all you can do like kind of goes back to that theme we talked about earlier right like the problems keep happening in life but you can change how you deal with those problems and it was kind of the same thing here is um you can just keep fucking going and it doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day so yeah um so that was my trip in Hawaii, and I went to sleep that night, and I woke up, and it was Christmas Day, and I was on the beach, and I just felt so rejuvenated, and I feel so happy, and I still feel that way today, that um, I could just move on, and since then, I haven't been living in the past, I haven't been thinking about that past incident, I haven't been feeling hurtful, or um, like feeling want revenge, or anything like that, I just feel tranquil and calm, calm, excuse me. Um, and so, yeah, I stayed there till New Year's Eve and then I came, like, I didn't have a home to go to, right? Cause of the vaccination thing. So I ended up going to Panama and then Tulum a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was really the biggest thing for me. And, um, so th- one thing though, I want to note on to and end this whole chapter is cause I'm kind of like now going full circle with these seasons is that was my serenity season, right? But as I returned back to like normal life and working again, because I took work off for a couple of weeks, I didn't even want to like take a sales call or anything. 
as I'm, as I'm returning back to all that, um, I start to notice that uh, it's really difficult for me to like pick up the path of, of just being aggressive and wanting more out of life. And I was kind of like in this really like zend out state where I was kind of dissociated, like apathetic is the word I'm looking for. I have apathy to like apathetic to, to anything. Like nothing, I felt kind of like, well, nothing ever really matters. So what's the point, right? And obviously that's not fucking good. And, and if you look at it, being Zen, being present, all that is good. And I know I've just went on a huge rant story and why all that's so important. But um, I also don't want you to pendulum sling like me and go too far into that. Because when you go too far into that, uh, it's not possible. Because if you're pure, think about it. If you're pure Zen, pure, pure and um, present in the moment, what does that mean? Well, that means you're like a monk on a mountain wearing robes you haven't washed in 45 days, right? So um, obviously for most people listening to this, I assume they are in an active world where they got to work and they got to do things. So you can't be in that state all the time. So there's, there's a balance to it, which is funny enough is um, like the, the yin and yang of everything. But um, I really realized that I was in Titan season and then I went into Serenity season, but I stayed in Serenity season a bit too long and it kind of overstayed its welcome. So uh, I am now ending this coming into Titan season again and I've been ramping up back into it. I'm getting back into the, the best fucking physical shape of my life. Um I'm going to start going on dates again this time. Just look for stuff more meaningful opposed to um, more just one night stands. And uh, I am going to make even more money than I've ever made before. And I'm just going to keep fucking growing. I'm going this Titan season and then I'll have to recover just like the anime show and go back into Serenity season. But this time I'll know not to stay in Serenity season too long. But, um, but yeah, that is my 2021 summed up in like what 20 minutes i think 30 minutes i don't know how long we were on this um a lot fucking happened i wish i could share everything that happened to you and some of the stuff i might tell you might just seem like like okay like it didn't really seem like that much happened but a lot fucking did i just feel like i would be on here for five hours if i shared everything so i i appreciate if you were on here and you stayed on this entire fucking rant and monologue i basically just went on just filtering through my head and kind of treating this like a therapy session um, but I hope you were able to get something out of it and something you can apply to your life. But yeah, those are the two seasons I went through Titan season and serenity season. And, uh, I'm going back into Titan season as we speak. So I will see you on the next episode of, uh, seasons. Cheers.